Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. again discusses the tensions between Iran, Israel, and the United States, as well as many other nations. He asks the important question, so why does this even matter? It matters because prophecy is being fulfilled right before our eyes. The Lord's return is imminent. It is better that we be ready and have the Lord tarry than for Him to come and we be unprepared. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 19, 2019. Today, I want to address the escalation in tensions with Iran and what some are calling the beating of war drums. I'm hoping to answer the question of where is all of this heading? Where is it leading? And this regardless of whether or not it ends up in a full-scale war as some believe and as it would seem to indicate it is. Perhaps more importantly, I'm also hoping to answer the question of what does all of this mean and why does any of this really matter? I want to begin with this Ynet News report about Energy Minister Yuval Steinitz, who's a member of Netanyahu's security cabinet, and his warning And I quote, if there's some sort of conflagration between Iran and the United States, between Iran and its neighbors, I'm not ruling out that they will activate Hezbollah in Lebanon and Islamic Jihad from Gaza, or even that they will try to fire missiles from Iran at the state of Israel. You know they can, right? They have the ability to, correct? I would suggest that this warning of a proxy war is not without merit by virtue of this Times of Israel report. In it they quote the top Iranian general Qasem Soleimani who met with Iran-linked Iraqi militias in Baghdad, telling them to, quote, prepare for proxy war. This amid rapidly rising tensions between Washington and Tehran. 
The report went on to say that tensions between Washington and Tehran have soared in recent weeks with a war of words between American and Iranian leaderships, allegations of sabotage attacks targeting oil tankers off the coast of the United Arab Emirates, a drone attack on a Saudi oil pipeline claimed by Yemen's Iranian-allied rebels and the dispatch of U.S. warships and bombers to the region. Have you been following this? The buildup now there in the region? Did you notice the common denominator in this report? It's all about the oil. It's all about the spoil. Hang on to that. We'll come back to that. According to the Jerusalem Post, the tensions are now so high that the U.S. State Department has ordered the departure of non-emergency U.S. government employees from Iraq. This is really unprecedented. The statement came after U.S. Central Command raised the threat level in Iraq and Syria on Tuesday, issuing a statement saying that American troops stationed there were on high alert against a possible, and I'm quoting, and I want you to pay particular attention to this word, high alert against a possible, quote, imminent attack by Iran and its proxies. In the interest of time, I'll spare you the back and forth rhetoric, of which there is plenty, given that there's no indication that anyone will be backing down anytime soon. This despite the general consensus being that of no one wanting a war. Even Iran has declared, we don't want a war. The Trump administration, we don't want a war. Nobody wants a war. But despite that, according to Al-Arabiya, there's no indication that there will be any bilateral talks, especially on the part of Iran, whose foreign minister said there is, quote, no possibility of negotiations with the United States to reduce spiraling tensions. Okay. This brings us, if you'll bear with me, to the aforementioned question of where is all of this leading? And why does any of this even matter? As I was reading some of the commentaries from experts, I was struck by something they said as it relates to nobody really wanting a war. I mean, it's kind of an interesting dynamic, because on the one side, nobody wants a war, but on the other side, nobody wants to talk to anybody about, you know, resolving (laughs) the conflict. What they suggested was this, that with the tension so high, a war could be started accidentally. 
That caught my attention. Of course, if that were to happen, we know that it would be no accident because the Bible tells us that this is exactly what will happen at the time of the end. And it is beginning to happen. And we need look no further than to specific prophecies, two of which we talk about seemingly every week. Isaiah 17, concerning the destruction of Damascus, Syria, and Ezekiel 38, which describes this alliance of nations invading Israel to take their oil slash spoil. And the nations that are listed in Ezekiel 38 are today at the ready in Syria, Russia, Iran, Turkey, Sudan, Libya, the area known today as Ethiopia. That region will all ally together. Interesting, no mention of Iraq or Syria in Ezekiel 38 which some suggest is explained by the fulfillment of Isaiah 17 concerning the destruction of Damascus, Syria, takes them out of play. What about Iraq? Well, Iraq's very interesting right now. Some believe that the ancient city of Babylon, which is about 50 miles from Baghdad, the capital of Iraq, is going to, and even now, even was when Saddam Hussein was alive, being rebuilt, Some suggest that will be the Babylon that is described in the book of Revelation. So they're taken out of play. They are not involved in this allied invasion that we have in Ezekiel 38. But the common denominator again is the oil, the spoil. They're not going to wipe Israel off the map. They're going to take what Israel has. What does Israel have? Oh, and they have a lot of it. Natural gas, oil, technology, prosperity. And by the way, this is the hook, I believe, personally. This to me is the hook that God says, I will put in their mouth and as a bait, bring them from the north in the Golan, vis-a-vis Syria, into Israel to invade the land. When Israel is dwelling, thinking that they are secure and strong and prosperous and protected, that's when it's going to happen. Dare I say (laughs) that it is imminent. Wait, Pastor, what are you saying? Are you saying this is it? I kind of said that last week, didn't I? That this is it. And even if it's not, this is where it's headed. In preparing for today's update, I found myself once again inquiring of the Lord concerning the why. And by that I mean the the question of why does this really matter? Okay, so let's just say that uh, this is not it. 
and something's going to happen, and Iran is going to back down, and there's not going to be any invasion of Israel or destruction of Syria. Okay. What if it is, though? What if it does, though? What if that's where it's heading, though? Well, again, for purpose of discussion, let's just say that it's not. Aren't we supposed to occupy till he comes? Aren't we, and I want you to think this through with me, wouldn't it be of paramount importance that we are ready if it doesn't happen soon, as opposed to not being ready if it does happen soon? I have to say that this is really why it is that every week when we do these prophecy updates, I want to be as ready for the rapture of the church as if it were today as I would be if it weren't ten years from now. If the Lord tarries, I want to be found faithful occupying until He comes. I want to be like that one steward that the master gave ten talents to. And he said, I'm, I'm leaving, and then I'm going to come back. So I'm going to give you these talents as stewards to manage. So the guy that was given ten goes out and makes ten more. But then there's this other steward that is only given one. And he just buries it. He doesn't even put it in the bank to earn interest. And the lesson of the parable is, when the master returns, will he find us faithful doing that which he called us to do? Occupy till I come? Be busy about the things of God until I come? That's what Jesus said. I am coming back. And when I come back, will you be found faithful? doing that which I had entrusted you with. To whom much has been given, much is required. But if a Lord tarries, and He doesn't come back as soon as we think He might or hope He will, I want to be found faithful with what God's given us here. I want when He comes back to say to me, to you, well done, good and faithful servant, enter in. I gave you ten talents, and you made ten more. The thing I don't want to hear him say is, I gave you these talents, and out of fear, fear, you dug a hole and you buried it in the ground. And then what's your excuse when he comes back? Why didn't you do anything? Well, I was afraid of you. And you know the fate of that steward in that parable and the lesson from that parable. It is my hope that we would want to be prepared and have nothing happen instead of not being prepared only to have something happen. This is a life principle really. I would rather be ready and have nothing happen than not be ready and have something happen. And especially if that something is the sound of the trumpet when the dead in Christ rise first, and we who are alive and remain are caught up, raptured up, to be with the Lord in the air prior to the seven-year tribulation.
In Luke 21, 28, when Jesus said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, in other words, when you see the things that will be ultimately fulfilled in the seven-year tribulation begin prior to the seven-year tribulation begin to come to pass, look up, lift up your heads, because your redemption draws nigh. Now, every week, week in and week out, I stand before you, as is my privilege to do, and I share with you that I truly believe with all of my heart that the Lord's return is at the door. And when I see what's happening now with the escalating tensions with Iran and the United States and Israel and all the proxies that are there in the Middle East, exactly as we're told in Scripture they would be, my posture is this. Okay, Lord, I'm ready. I have no unfinished business. My affairs are in order. If you were to come back this afternoon, and he could, I'm ready. It will not be for me as a thief in the night, and I pray for you it is not as a thief in the night, that you are not caught off guard. Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. I come at an hour you expect not. You know what that means? That when he does come, when the rapture does take place, oh, by the way, uh, a couple nights ago, I, uh, my daughter and I watched that uh, Left Behind movie with Nicolas Cage. I love that movie. I mean, I don't know about the accuracy of it, but I, I think you pretty much get the point. I mean, here are these people going about their lives, just, I mean, all caught up in the cares and the affairs and the busyness of life. And it's just in an instant... And that's it. That's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. Now whether it's going to be as soon as we hope or think or want, that is how it's going to be. And as I look at what's happening, just by sheer virtue of all of the prophecies in concert with Isaiah 17 and Ezekiel 38, all of the prophecies that are now beginning to come to pass at the same time, simultaneously, just the statistical probabilities of that all happening at the same time tells me, this is it. I don't know how soon. I want it to be very soon. Uh, I want my son who flies home from college this afternoon to come home first so he can, he can come after that. <laughs> but I want to be ready, and I want to be found faithful, and I want to be as ready as I would be if it were today as I would be if it weren't 10 years from today. This is why we do these updates, and this is why we share the gospel of Jesus Christ at the end of these updates. And I hope that you don't I don't mean to be mean by saying it this way, but I hope you don't just think, ah, there we go again. I wish we could all bow our heads and close our eyes so I could slip out. He's going to do the ABCs of salvation again? Yes, I am. Um, I'm already saved. Okay. Well, what about someone else? That someone else might be sitting here in this church. You don't know. That someone else might be watching online. We don't know. 
Or how about this? Let's just bring it a little bit more closer to home. That someone else might be someone that God brings into your path this week. For such a time as this, to share your faith. You know the most on-fire Christians with the most joy, I mean so much joy it almost makes you sick. The Christians that have the most joy are the Christians that are sharing their faith. You show me a Christian that shares their faith, I'll show you a Christian that is so full of joy. And isn't it true for those of you who have had the privilege to lead somebody to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, is there no high like that high? I mean, I've, I'm not proud of this. I, Before coming to Christ in my teenage years, I did a lot of drugs, and I did a lot of damage with those drugs. But there is no high like the high of sharing your faith, even if they don't come to Christ, just watering that seed, maybe just planting that seed. So maybe this is for you. And by the way, and I mentioned this last week, maybe I need to mention it again this week. If I can do it, you can do it. No, for real. If I can do this, you can do this. I mean, it's, it's easy, I understand, to look at me as the pastor and think, well, yeah, of course, you're the pastor. Can I just bring him to church and you do the ABCs for me? What if maybe the Lord wants you to do it? I equip you. That's my job description, if you will, in Ephesians chapter 4, is to equip the saints to do the work of an evangelist. So I'm giving you a template, if you will, something that you can use. It's not the only way, it's a way, a simple way, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with somebody. And sometimes it's, it comes about like, I mean, don't, don't be obnoxious, by the way. Oh my goodness, I shriek in horror to think of all the times when I was a young believer. I just, I was so obnoxious. I would try to share. I mean, it was, you know, God knew my heart. But, you know, I would, and people would run. I mean, they would see me coming. They would just start running. Oh no, here, there he is. As I've matured in Christ and grown in grace, I, I have come to realize, because I'm a Christian first and a pastor second. You know that, right? So I, I want to share my faith, and I do, not from behind the pulpit. And one of the things that I've found that's very effective for me is to ask somebody if there's something that I can pray for them for. I have yet to have anybody say no to me. Hey, can I pray for you for something? they'll open up. And to really give them a listening ear and a compassionate heart and a caring spirit. I mean, people have stories, man. I mean, if they'll share with you, say, man, you know, can I just pray with you? You don't know what God's going to do. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. 
The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to inspiritandtruthradio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this prophecy update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.